0: Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 17th of January as the Flyers coming off a 6 0 win. The most lopsided loss of the season for the Flyers against the best team in the NHL. And you can certainly see why. The Boston Bruins, as we mentioned on yesterday's show in the preview, have only lost one game in regulation on their home ice all season. We're well into it at this point. And they had their way with the Flyers. The Flyers did not have answers. And you know, you see a team like Boston that you just cannot make mistakes. And you know, watching the game yesterday, I thought part of the what I felt watching it and when they got down two nothing in the first period and then got down two more to be down four nothing in the second was that they were almost beat before the puck dropped. And when a team is doing what Boston is doing this season, they can almost have you beat before the game even is played because you know how good they are. You, the players aren't. Oblivious to that fact. And you know that if you're going to compete with them on their home ice where they've been utterly dominant, then you are going to have to be darn near perfect. And when you're striving for perfection in hockey, you make mistakes. And I thought the puck management in the game was very spotty. You cannot give that team a shortened ice. And they did it several times. When Nick Seeler throws one up. I think it was for the fourth goal that Pavel Zalka scored that actually went off a defenseman's skate, I think Sandheim skate. But That play starts because the guy, uh, the defender for Boston, I think it's David Pasternak, is fronting the Flyers' winger in the neutral zone, and it ends up as a turnover, and they go back in three on two. That's a self-inflicted wound. I know it hit off a skate, and you go, oh, that's lucky it hit off a skate. If it didn't hit that skate, it was going backdoor to Pasternak, who would have buried it for his 35th. He buried one on the doorstep uh, in the first period to open the scoring at 438 in. And if you look at the heat map of scoring chances from that game, The Boston Bruins are not only a well-structured team offensively, a well-organized team, but they're very potent. The shots in the game were 29-29. The score was 6-0. And when you look at that heat map, you'll see a ton of yellow right around the Flyers' crease. They attacked the crease all game long. And they got rewarded for it. That's where goals are scored for the most part. Now, the Pavel Zaka one in the first period, where he's kind of falling and just absolutely bombs one and hits off the post and in That's one that's a clear-sighted shot. It was a beautiful shot. you know. I I know that Coatsy on the radio broadcast said you need to save there from your goaltender. And I agree because it's from a good bit distance out, and it's a clear-sighted shot, even though it's a one-timer too. Uh, I think Hart maybe could have grabbed a little bit more ice to make himself bigger and show a little less net. But it was a perfect shot, and Zaka wired it, and that put the Bruins up. 2-0. 2 nothing. Then Marshand on a beautiful play where Bergeron gets the puck in the neutral zone From Marshand, flows down the outside on the left side, and he's got two options there. He can either keep carrying and take the puck down below the goal line behind the net, try and center it out front, low to high play, or he can do what he did. And that's curl at the hash marks. So he gets deep enough that he's not in that danger area to turn it over and have it go the other way. He's all the way down by the hash marks, and he curls up, opens up. Everything's in front of him. He puts a beautiful pass on the tape of his defenseman, who takes the one-time shot, layered screen, traffic there. marshan has got good positioning on Provorov, outmuscles him, and is able to slide a backhand home. I said this on the post-game show with Brian Smith, that if you look on any hockey coaching website, go to usahockey.com or Hockey Canada, Hockey Drills, Google it, and look at zone entries, you will see so many drills – simulating exactly what the Bruins did there. Get in the zone, wide, curl, tee it up for your point man for a shot, get traffic to the net, create a screen, and then create a scramble, put it in. And that's exactly what they did. And uh, they go out of the second period up 4-0. And then in the third, Posternock adds another one on the power play. And Grizzlick picks up one as well. 6-0 is your final. Hart was pulled after the fourth goal, the one that hit off the flyer defenseman, the skate, and in came Sam Erson. And it'll be interesting to see who goes today against the Anaheim Ducks. I tend to think that it'll be Erson And my reason for thinking that is it was going to be his game because they have five games in seven days this week. You kind of plan out your week. Okay, we've got five games in seven days. What's our goalie allocation? I think the plan all along was for Erson to get that one, Carter to get Thursday against the Blackhawks. Uh, Saturday, maybe Erson gets Detroit, and then Carter back home will get Winnipeg. So I think Erson will get the start today. We shall see. Now, anytime the goalie's pulled, uh, everybody wants to know, why was he pulled? I think Torts pulls him here, and you're going to hear from Torts in just a second. He said this wasn't on Carter. I think this is just him pulling Carter out of the game to protect him, not getting him too much beaten up in this game where it was clear that the Flyers were playing it at a different speed and obviously a different skill level um, than the Bruins. So I think that, that was the reason why he got him out of there. He didn't want to tear him up too much, and he wanted to get Erison in there. And I don't think it's going to change uh, the schedule coming up today. I could be wrong, but we shall see. Let's get to John Tortorella after the game. Kind of brief, but here's the head coach addressing How the media. Strong start in the first period. Why did the wheels fall off in the second? No idea. Had a good start. Gave one for free. Never got caught up after that. How do you feel that um, your goalie's play tonight? Scott said I'm like not it. evaluating the goalies in a six nothing game. It's a team loss. Did you? I remember last time you pulled heart, you said it wasn't because of him. It It wasn't because of him. we are talking about ways to use this for growth. What are the lessons that you can take and why do you How we answer tomorrow night. That's what we're looking at. That's all I'm thinking about right now. Can you draw anything from the Toronto loss and the way you guys responded to the Stations? No, no. We'll draw something from this one. I'm anxious to see how we play tomorrow. How much do you harp on some of the mistakes in this game versus don't. kind of throwing it away and I moving don't. on? We've already moved by it. How do you feel like the locker room is stuck together? up? This, like this is the biggest loss of the year. How do you feel like the locker room is still stuck together to through the whole game? Oh, it's fine. I'm not worried about the locker room. I'm anxious to see how we play tomorrow. I mean, obviously, nobody likes getting it handed to them 6 nothing, And that's a that's a tough defeat. Yeah, they're a good team, but still, you, you, nobody likes losing anything six to nothing. You can tell Torts doesn't either. But as he said, the really important thing now is how they respond. I remember the 1920 season. I think it was January 3rd. The Flyers lost a game, and then they came back and won the next one. And they didn't lose back to back games the remainder of that season. Now, they're going to lose back to back games at some point again this season. But that, that team's identity was one that, hey, we lost, we respond right away. Matter of fact, they didn't lose back-to-back games till the second round of the playoffs when they went down three games to one against the New York Islanders. So that resiliency, getting back on it, and look, here's the deal. You got the Anaheim Ducks coming in. They're the second worst team in the NHL. They are sitting on four regulation wins through like 44 games. So just what the doctor ordered, and maybe yesterday the game against Boston is a little bit of what Ray Didinger, the phrase he coined a few years ago, reality check. That was a bit of a reality check of what it really looks like to be a top team in the NHL. The funny thing is, is as good as the Bruins are right now, and they're going to tear through this regular season, it's no guarantee that they're going to win the Cup. The President's Trophy team doesn't win the Cup very often. A lot of times, I think part of the issue is, you know, you're going down the stretch, you're not playing meaningful games, and your intensity level drops off, and then your first-round opponent has been doing everything they could to get in the playoffs, and their intensity level is already there. So sometimes you're playing catch-up a little bit. We saw that with Tampa a few years ago when Torts uh, swept them out of the first round with Columbus. They did come back to win two cups, of course. All right, so it's the Flyers and the Ducks tonight. The Ducks, as of taping, are actually playing right now in Pittsburgh. So they're also on a back-to-back. They played Friday at home against New Jersey, lost 6-2. to They played last night, first game of their road trip against Pittsburgh, coming to Philly to take on the Flyers tonight. They'll go to Columbus. Buffalo, Arizona, and Colorado after. So pretty long road trip for the Anaheim Ducks. And this is a team the Flyers can rebound. And there's an opportunity in front of you to respond to getting beat up pretty good yesterday. And, you know, they're a team. They've got some talent, but they're just not deep enough. I don't think the guys really are feeling it, feeling the coach. Troy Terry leads the team with 34 points in 43 games. Trevor Zigris has 32 in 43 games. Um... John Gibson has been beat up, chewed out, and spit out. And he's got a ton of scar tissue at this point, and his best days are in the rear view. So the Flyers will look to get back on it tonight. And you got a couple of opponents. You know, we talked about it the other day when you looked at the records, the combined record of Boston and the Caps when the Flyers were going into that game on Saturday night. And a lot of, you know, that record was predicated, obviously, on the, the Bruins 32-5-4. and four record in 68 points, and the Caps 23, 15, and 6. The combined record was 55, 20, and 10. The two teams that you're going to play this week, coming up with Anaheim tonight, and then also with uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, the bottom two teams in the NHL, and here's the numbers on those two teams. Anaheim, 12, 27, and 4, 28 points. The Blackhawks, 11, 26, and 4, 26 points. So 23 total wins, 51 total losses, and 8 total OTLs. So, this is a good time to respond uh, to playing the Bruins and getting beat up pretty good, six to nothing. So, we'll see what happens tonight. And uh, we'll break it down tomorrow on another brand new edition of Flyers Daily. I wish that I could fly into the sky.